Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in SMU podcast. I am your co-host, Stephen Peters, publisher of the Hill Topics on Rivals.com. With me in front of me in a wonderfully soundproof, hopefully sounding good microphone <laughs> system uh, is Brian McCann. What's up? What's up, Steve? How you doing, man? Oh man, I'm loving it. I uh, I know we're in a uh, in a box, but the the outside of this box that we're in, this little podcast studio, which Brian so graciously uh, forked over all fifty dollars for <laughs> for us to be able to record uh, in person. This is our first time meeting. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, we actually, I think we passed each other. You were walking out, I think, of the building, or did you come in earlier? Mm-mm. No? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I, there was another gentleman that looked just like you, actually. We same got a haircut and beard yeah. and everything one night. <laughs> I was like, is that Brian? No, I don't think that's Brian. I, I mean, I, I see your profile, uh, your, your your player profile picture and everything like that, but, it's, you know, it's a different. I don't, don't trust those. That was a lifetime ago. <laughs> right. What, six years ago? Is that the last time you were in, uh, you played in the NFL, right? Yep. 2015? Yep. Camp in 15, yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh man! So it's good to you know get in person and do this, and you know hopefully we sound a little bit more professional because I'm not gonna lie, man. We sound like, I sound like shh <laughs> on on my side, and that's you know probably just because I'm recording off my my uh, my my phone microphone, and we tried the the Zoom thing, and we had too much of a delay, and so now we're we're scrambling and trying to find studio so find a home man hopefully i would uh, we're here at venture x uh they're not a sponsor um they're just the ones yet. that we we paid yet yeah <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna strong arm them and everything like that i'm just gonna send the closer in and uh get them to start uh uh what is it sponsoring the the podcast um well we're here at venture x here in uh castle hill which is this weird amalgamation of Louisville and the colony um and they've got offices all over it's that you know new workplace setup where you don't you're not tied to a lease you just kind of show up and, and pay your money and drop in when you need to but man we've uh we've got we've got houston we've yeah. got smu in houston and as you said before we as we were you know kind of pre-recording uh this is gonna be our first real test you know smu's had a couple of them already but you got six and one houston they're undefeated in the aac Looking smu good. is ranked seven no they're also undefeated in the aac mm-hmm Man, how are you feeling about this? I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. It's a good nervous though. It's more more um, anxious than nervous, I guess I would say. I feel like um, outside of that TCU game, this is this is you know our our first real big test. You mm-hmm. know, you brought up Louisiana Tech where we had to win on the Hail Mary there at the end of the game, mm-hmm. and so um, that kind of showed a little bit as far as fighting through and and that grit and you know playing a full game and not giving up or not quitting or whatever, but. Houston is definitely going to be a, a good litmus test to see how good our team really is. Yeah, and all the uh, betting sites and prognosticators kind of agree with you. It's going to be a you know a pick up pick em game. Uh, everything's gone back and forth between pick em and maybe a Houston one point uh, advantage. And I'm going to assume that's just because it's on the road. Right. So you know, usually the home team carries a three point spread, and so if it's a pick them, that means SMU is technically probably favored by three. A little bit more. That's kind of how I see this game playing out. I think it's going to be really close. I mean, SMU had to overcome the weather um, mm-hmm. uh, against ECU last time out to win 31 to 24. They barely survived. You mean against. Houston? Houston had to overcome um, the weather. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, 
misspoke. Uh, we'll edit that out now that uh, I know that I'm supposed to edit all the, the all the audio and everything now. So we're gonna make this really sound professional, and you know, like we're actually know what we're doing. But yes, Houston had to overcome ECU with the 31-24 win. Um, I think and overtime and weather delay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they also had to come back against Navy. I mean, you know, we we had our own problems against Navy, right? Um, and we needed to come back and win. You know, uh, Houston was the same way. Uh, they blew out Tulane. They they put uh, embarrassed put, Tulsa. They, they embarrassed Tulsa. <laughs> uh, Grambling doesn't count, <laughs> right? Uh, and Rice, and then they lost to Texas Tech University. Oh, which is going. That's another point I want to bring up to you is about this whole Texas Tech, uh, Sunny Dykes uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be a good one. There's a Clayton and Clayton Tune is the quarterback for Houston. He's actually. Just from down the road over here in Hebron. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he played at Hebron. Uh, I think uh, his senior year was 2019 when they were we had uh, Trajan Bridges. He plays at Oklahoma now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a pretty good squad, and uh, yeah, he's he's done okay. I, I can't say I'm impressed with anything that they do offensively. Um, they win, they score. I just not impressed. Now their defense is something that's uh, a little bit more impressive. They're only right. averaging about 17 yards to give up a game. Uh, and that doesn't tell the, the the true story of a game. I think those are just you know very superficial numbers. There's right. deep analytics that we can get into and bore the hell out of everybody who's listening. <laughs> um, but we're not going we're not going to do that. We're not that type of podcast. Well, what type of podcast are we, Brian? We are the kind that says SMU better win this game. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. Right. Absolutely. No. no. They um to your point uh, when I was looking at the numbers and the the previous games that Houston has had, they definitely don't look like they do anything extremely well they're mm-hmm. just they're a very well balanced team the quarterbacks not necessarily lighten it up but he mm-hmm. does take care of the ball outside of that that tech game where he had i think the four interceptions mm-hmm. but outside of that they're pretty careful with the ball i think he's only threw, thrown two interceptions outside of that first game um you look at them running the ball they don't have anybody that really just lights it up but consistently as a team it seems like everything is by committee they have running backs by committee they have receivers by committee they're mm-hmm. not keying in on any one particular person and as you mentioned defensively they're very strong as well and so it'll definitely be um you know that that uh the unstoppable force hitting the the movable object where you know our offense up against their defense this week yeah uh, i mean as you kind of just alluded to they're right in the middle of the road in the aac actually they probably uh train a little bit on the uh, south of the mason dixon line they're at 30 uh, points per game uh, SMU is at 38.6. Uh, UCF somehow still leads the conference in scoring. But, uh, <laughs> well, dang. Okay, so their, uh, their numbers have jumped in how much they they actually give up uh, a game. It's 32 points a game is what they give up. I thought it was much higher for some reason. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. Maybe I was looking at totals or something like that. With uh, Okay, yeah, it was yards per game is what I was looking up. So they only give up three, 398 yards per game. So fourth and fifth is Houston and SMU. In total defense, mm-hmm. uh, Houston average-wise on offense is 408, and SMU is you know almost at 500 at 494. So that's go- I think it's going to be a track meet. Absolutely, I don't no think question. I don't think either defense is is salty enough, and we know, you know, as we've talked about every episode so far, that SMU secondary, you know, it's, it's the biggest question mark. Yep, uh, they they made strides last week. They look good against Tulane, but. Again, Tulane has injuries. Mm-hmm. They don't really have capable wide receivers, right? Um, or really a quarter. Well, they had a quarterback. He just, I don't. He just looked off, and then he got injured, and right. I don't know, man. I'm, 
I could I could see this being a you know in the forties usually by both teams. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think um, mentality wise, SMU definitely has to come in knowing that they need to prove something, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not and it's not necessarily to prove anything to you know the the people who are voting for the top twenty five every week or whatever. I think they've got something that they need to prove to themselves to really get over that hump. And mm-hmm. as we talked about. Uh, last episode when they were coming out of that bye week, you know, you want to see them firing on all cylinders, which we got. Didn't get a full 60 minutes, but they definitely looked a lot better than we had seen them all season. Mm-hmm. And so now I think it's time where they've got to go out there and say, hey, if this is, you know, who we want to be or where we're going, this is a game to step up and show people what we're about. Yeah. Um, you know, last year they were in the same predicament where they got off to a hot start. Even in 2019, they got off to a hot start, and then they, there was that trap game, that weird game where they probably should have won. Yep. I th- <clears throat> excuse me, I thought last year that should have been the two-lane game. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they had JV and Collins and a pretty good quarterback that were, you know, kind of uh, upsetting everybody, but I still think that that was a team that they should have beat. I think this is a team they should beat as well, mm-hmm. um, considering what SMU has following. Granted, they're going to be playing a weaker uh, Memphis team, but Memphis was still considered to be one of the top echelon teams of this conference. Correct. Right after UCF or Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, and there's Memphis and Houston are kind of uh, mingling together. Right. Then you have UCF, as we've mentioned just a second ago, at home, and then Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You have to start this stretch right. Right. Um, Tulane was a good, let's get our engines going again after the off week. And then now let's we have the hardest part of our schedule. Let's let's make a statement. I don't. Let's not worry about voters. Let's not worry about where we are going to be in the rankings and why we're being looked down upon because we're whatever. Right. Let's just let's just win. I don't even care if it's by one. Just just win. It, exactly. It doesn't matter. All of the stuff like you said. Um, I think I saw something online the other day where we're saying we're generally uh, been ranked three spots lower than what we should have been or something like that. I saw that out there, whatever it may have been. But like you said, they shouldn't be worried about that. Don't be concerned about that. It's time to go out. It's time to prove to you guys Mm -hmm. who, you know, you think you are. If you want to be a top dog, you want to go and battle Cincinnati, you want to win a conference championship for SMU this week, it goes through Houston. And so that's definitely where – their mindset needs to be. I'm excited to see how the coaching staff does. I think, you know, there's a lot on them this week as well as far as just preparation and looking into getting getting the team ready mentally, right? Mm-hmm. And it's for them too. You know, the yeah. coaching staff needs to prove the same thing. Like, we are a legit team. We haven't lost any games. We're going well. Why is this, Why are the odds a toss-up? Why, why is nobody picking us to win? Yeah. You know, we've got to go out there or they've got to go out there and prove that, you know, they are the team that they're they're advertising. Yeah, it's funny that you mention uh, the coaching staff, you know, because there's there's rumors swirling, and you also mentioned that college poll tracker is what I think you were talking about, and this is why I love Twitter. Uh, we were talking about it uh, before the show started, as you know, what we get out of Twitter. You're an information gatherer. I well, I have a lot of different avenues that I talk through on Twitter, uh, whether it be the SMU rivals. Man, don't even worry about it. I've tried. <laughs> Yeah, it's the okay. Let's see. 
Yeah, you got that NFL strength. Okay. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's that summer workout program for you right there. Strong fingers. That's it. Right. That's it. Man, I, I remember basketball though. Those put finger push ups. Yep. Those sucked. Yep. First yep. first week of doing them and then afterwards you just it's second nature. Now I try doing it, my fingers like bend out of all sorts of different <laughs> anywho. So uh, SMU Twitter was great because it led me down to this rabbit hole of finding the college fo- uh, poll tracker, which uh, you know, as as the AP releases each week, you have a set of people who vote on where a team should be. And there was one guy that they were really trying to single out. Uh, his name is Don Williams. Um, and he had SMU unranked in his poll for week seven, despite being mm-hmm. seven and zero. And so what po- college poll tracker.com does is uh, give you where teams trend, how much people do not, uh, or how much against or how much afford they are uh, when it comes to the polls and mm-hmm. where they are historically uh, measured at. And it's a, it's a nice little rabbit hole. So I, it was fun to find out too. I found that out this week. Um, I think that was the same account. I mean, it's like uh, SMU FQ, which is SMU fifth quarter. Right. Uh, they're a good follow on Twitter. Right. Um, speaking of Twitter, uh, I'm at, I am speeders, uh, Brian BMAC, what's nine two nine? Is that your uh, zip code? Birthday. Oh, nine. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I did. I did find that out. I was looking to see how old you were. I couldn't remember uh, if you said or not. And I was, I was doing some snooping this uh, before we <laughs> we headed this way. Um, so yeah, okay, birthday, got it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, BMAC nine two nine. You can also follow us at uh, or follow the Hill Topics at SME Rivals. Uh, we also do have a uh, email that you guys can email into at believe b l e a v i n smu at gmail.com super official hit us up let us know your thoughts <laughs> yep absolutely we'd love to get some questions uh like i said last episode um your recipes for for thanksgiving uh, or what you're doing for halloween <laughs> um this will be out this episode will be out before the uh, smu houston game that would be dumb to have a, a preview episode a preview. after right um just like uh, we had a very technically prob Technically delayed. Technically uh, delayed reaction game. Reaction one. What, what was it? Tuesday it went out and <laughs> gave yep. us on Thursday, Thursday the week before. Yeah. Uh, that's that's funny. Um, but anywho, so I was talking. I was leading into uh, coaching staff. Sonny Dykes. We we kind of talked about it. It's been it's he's he's been at a big program. He is now he's one from my understanding and who I've talked to. My understanding he was one A. Mm-hmm. And what is going on with Texas Tech? Dykes has a family history. He played college ball, uh, baseball at Tech. His, his father coached there his for father quite a while. Coached didn't he? There was very successful. Mm-hmm. He, um, he has roots in Tech. What I understood to happen was Tech reached out immediately after firing Wells, mm-hmm. Matt Wells, and he said not until after the season. Right. And then they went to Trailer, and by all accounts, Trailer is pretty much going to be. The new coach. The new coach. I don't know. I'm. You didn't have to deal with it, but I, you came in with June Jones, right? I came in with Phil Bennett. Okay, yeah. So you were recruited by Bennett, but right. also, but then June had to deal with my coaches leaving for another reason. Ex- right. <laughs> for exactly. opposite reason. So how? I mean, you, it wasn't middle of the season, so I can't imagine what that's like in a locker room when you're when you're on your off week and your coach is being interviewed and actively pursued by a bigger program mm-hmm. after you had just moved up to another conference in hopes of becoming more well-established. That's got to be bananas in there. Right, what, right, what, right. As a former player, just, you know, how does that jive in general with you, knowing your, your coach that you have signed on to be with for however long is now 
going to probably take most of his staff mm-hmm. to Texas Tech. Now, that didn't bode well for, for Matt Wells coming from Utah State, but the guys at Trailer would be bringing our Texas kit, uh, guys who know the state and can re- keep recruiting in state. Right, right, So, right. you know, that's what, why he's been successful because he's, he's kind of that Gary Patterson mold, those unheralded two- and three-star players Absolutely. Uh, into to UTSA and, and building them up. Right. So he's going to do – trying to – going to try to do the same thing with tech, but I'm curious to know from your perspective, how does that jive with you in general? Um, it's a, it's a unique position to be in. I think any player, anytime the coaching staff is going out, all you're thinking is the, the new coaching staff that's coming in just wants to get their guys on the field. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's definitely nerve wracking. Maybe they're looking at, but, but different from what I had, like I said, they do have that transfer portal now. So maybe they're all looking like, Hey, maybe this is time for me to, really take a look at mm-hmm. some of these other programs are, that are around here because you don't want to roll the dice. You only get a certain amount of time to be able to be on the field mm-hmm. and to lose a year because the coaching staff comes in and only wants to put their guys on the field and all of that, it can definitely become a little, little nerve-wracking for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm just happy Dykes, uh, in, in terms of what he's trying to build here, is staying. Um, you know, he's been here, what, four years now? Mm-hmm. Three-plus years or however it was. He took over at the end of the 2019 – no, 2017 season. Is that right? Right before the bowl game. And they Came got in destroyed. before the bowl, bowl game. Yeah, they got destroyed goal. against uh, La Tech. Yep. Um, and then has had success since. Uh, I think he's at a perfect spot, to be honest. Um you know, I think him going to a, you know, a Cal, he didn't have a great tenure at Cal. Right. Um, but here at SMU, he's he's got a big market, mm-hmm. top of, you know, number four in the nation. He's not going to get those five-star. He's, he's starting to attract some five-star recruits. Uh, college realignment's going to, or football realignment's going to completely change all that again. Right. Uh, with who wants to go where and stuff. Um, but I, I, I cannot see... I mean, he will eventually. I just think the draw is going to be too big for somebody who has been as successful here as he has been. Um, but I would like for him to stay longer, long-term, and, and transition it to somebody else. And that's was something I threw out from the Hilltopics Twitter account was, okay, hypothetically, Dykes is gone. He goes to SMU and all those warm, fuzzy feelings about a, a Dykes return to Lubbock uh, happens. Who would you like to see? I got one response. I know who I would like. Who would you have liked if, hypothetically speaking, Dykes were to have gone? Who would you have liked to see step in? I'd like to keep it in-house. Uh, of course, you can't overlook uh, samples. He, he's Number he's one. killing it. Yep. He's killing it. And if we did go outside of our staff, I would want to go to somebody who was on staff and Randall Joyner. He's out mm-hmm. in um, Old Miss now. Yeah. And he's been, you know, slowly climbing the coaching ranks as well. And I'd love to see one of those two guys get a good opportunity. They came in. They've done well, you know, within our program. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like I said, Joyner's on in uh, the SEC now at Ole Miss and, and doing well out there, obviously. Yeah. And um, I would love to see people who have ties, you know, to the city, to the school come in and, you know, take some pride and ownership in the same way Sonny has done. He mm-hmm. came in. He has made that program his own, yeah. you know. And I think to have that, um, that, that same – mindset or somebody that has that same passion behind it would be awesome. Yeah. And that's kind of why I agree with samples. You know, his, his dad coached down in Duncanville. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, everybody knows about the Duncanville Panthers, mm-hmm. and how, how much of a powerhouse they have become in Texas high school football in the last five, six, seven years. Right. Uh, Reginald or not Reginald, uh, Rashad has, has done a heck of a job of attracting either 
new recruits or people who are interested in the portal and bringing them home. Absolutely. Um, and that's why I believe he would be a great asset as a, as a head coach. Does he have the, 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 the know, know all of it and everything for right. being a head coach? The schemes you and know, all that's, that stuff. That's left to be seen. Right. Um, I think that, I think the, the most likely scenario would have been Garrett Riley. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Garrett Riley being the, uh, uh, new head coach just because of his name cachet and absolutely where his ascension has gone because he's he's risen to the ranks really quick really fast couple, yeah absolutely really. so obviously he's got his brother uh who would vouch for him what he has done with shane bouchelle and tanner mordecai these last couple of years speaks volumes to his offensive mind absolutely um, and he himself has said he's a texas boy and so he would love to yeah he didn't say he would love to be a head coach at a program, but he's told me himself he's a Texas guy and, yeah. and, and wants to be in Texas, period. And so Yeah. I mean, and just there's just so much talent. Right. In this in this for one, this area. <laughs> Absolutely. And two, just Texas at large. I mean, that was a big ass state for one. And you got people in El Paso who get completely passed over just because of how far they are, but mm-hmm. there's still talent in El Paso and Absolutely. All the all the uh, Midwest Texas and everything. Absolutely. Uh what did I want to go with that? I wanted to transition real quick just to remind everybody to follow us uh, on on your on the Twitter accounts that we talked about. You can email the show. Um, again, it's believeinsmu uh, at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to us at all your platforms, you know, the main ones, Spotify, Apple, Google. Um, I use a, a homebrew server called Plex. It's on there. It's on I Amazon. Amazon. Yep. Amazon has it. Um there's all it's everywhere. If you if you have an S, uh, a podcast player like Stitcher or iHeart or whatever, it, you'll find us. We're there. Ask us your questions. Uh, like I said, you can you can hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up on uh, the email. Man, um, yeah. And if you're interested in sponsoring as well, we'd love to have sponsorships uh, for this podcast. You know, this would be an expensive habit if we did this weekly in the <laughs> studio, uh, regardless of who's having to pay for it. Uh, it would be a very expensive habit. So we'd like we would love to have this quality every time. Um, so if, if you're interested, you know, you can email us, uh, reach out on Twitter and direct message us, um, you know, that, hey, I'd love to put in for a couple episodes or whatever, and we'll, we'll get you set up. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are you, what are your, um, what are your thoughts of, or your expectations of SMU going into this Houston game? I, you said you think it'll be a a, a track meet. I think it's going to be a track meet. I, we, we saw them play nearly full 60 minutes Mm -hmm. last time out. Mm Mm-hmm. There was what a ten minute spell, maybe not even ten minutes, seven minutes. Started at third quarter. Yep. Yeah, and got about to the to mid to late ish third quarter. So seven to ten minutes in that range is where the wheels almost started falling off. Right, right, right. Uh, or not even the wheels falling off, but necessarily the the neck was no longer being stepped on, and SMU was almost reaching up to pick them back up right. off the floor. Right. Luckily, they they said no, nah, get get your ass back down. Right. Step back on it, and <laughs> they, they it was no problem. I want I the can't have that against Houston because I feel like they have a strong enough defense. Wouldn't survive it. You wouldn't survive that low. Yeah. Uh, so I want them. I want them to come out with a breakneck pace and speed. Uh, I want the snap uh, as soon as the ball is put onto the turf. Snap mm-hmm. the ball. Just keep going. Just get that tempo going. Get their ball up and down the field and keep them on their heels. Yeah, absolutely. And right. and but. We we need we need both sides to play well. I, so what I'm expecting is the track meet, yes. Uh, but I want SMU to 
get up early and be opportunistic in their defensive approach. Absolutely. Because I think you can rattle tune. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw it at the high school level. If you get pressure up front, which SMU can do, mm -hmm. they have the horses to get up there and, and make sure that uh, quarterbacks are uncomfortable. They don't do it steadily enough, but they can. I think if you rattle tune, you're going to get one of those gifts. Mm -hmm. He's going to throw it out there for you. He's, yeah, it, it's, it may not even just be a bad throw. It might just be slightly off target to where a DB can break on it, take right. it to the house, or get a nice size run or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, or he, he's also very loose with the ball. At least I'm remembering from his high school days. I haven't necessarily watched all his game film as a, as a uh, collegiate athlete, but he was very loose with the ball. And it's a lot of things uh, running quarterbacks do now. Is they just they have that Michael Vick persona where it's the ball the is is there. way out there, just yep. asking to be taken. Yep. Um, so it just it just rattle his cage. I wouldn't be mad at, at seeing a club turnover, club takeaway turned up a little bit. Yeah, they had it last week. Yep. Uh, they yep. had it yep. the week before, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah. So um, see a few bottles popped on the sideline. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be mad at it. The the, the confetti bottles. I wonder. Yep. Do they? Do you know if they buy? the bottles like that or they have to stuff it and then like repackage i have no idea <laughs> i have no I, idea <laughs> I, I i i feel for the person if that's the latter who has to repackage that every time and then get that ready for the right. next club takeaway what happens if they have multiple ones Do they just pop they have they have multiple ones i don't know if they've got the same one that they're doing each time uh this season but i know i've seen multiple ones in the past for sure so they're just popping bottles yeah instantly okay i mean i like it better than the belt thing or <laughs> that every other team does and whatnot hell or even the, high school uh, the slot teams. machine okay i have UNLV not had. i have not seen that <laughs> hold on hold on a UNL slot machine unlv has a slot machine on the sideline man okay i i love I think they debuted it like a week or two ago perfect yeah, I'm, this is going to be my YouTube rabbit hole when I get home now. It's <laughs> looking up the UNLV slot machine. I love bits. The championship belt thing got old quick because everybody did it. Everybody had it. Yep. Um, so club takeaway was a great invention. I want them to evolve from that. You know, right. like maybe let's have a roped off section where you have the VIP and whatnot. And right, just, right, right. He's just making it rain on the sideline <laughs> with his NIL sparklers, uh, NIL money, the NIL money, and just. <laughs> I get it. I get um, it. I but, get it. But yeah, I, I back to the your original question. I, I definitely just want SMU to just play all gas, no breaks. Right. Just, just just make it a track meet and have fun with it. And but if you get that lead, keep the foot on the neck. That's what I'm hoping. That's right. what I'm expecting. Is is a is a fun. Interesting, interesting game. Interesting game. Something that's fun. Entertaining. Something fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, like if if we get what last how last night finished right with uh, Arizona and Green Bay. Right, you know, I, I'm okay with that. If it's an interception in the inter end zone that wins it, perfect. Ooh, right. The one thing that I want to see out of SMU going into this game is Ulysses Bentley healthy, man, and attacking that Houston defense. I I don't think we're going to see Ulysses Bentley in a 100 percent capacity the rest of this year. I think he has a. I they're not saying exactly what it is, but I think he has a nagging injury, and it's probably a leg injury mm -hmm. um, that is just not allowing him to make the cuts probably lower leg then mm -hmm. make the cuts uh that he's used to or withstand, withstand um the you know the the yeah. hits and everything and, and no disrespect to Siggers or um Levine, Levine. yeah I, lo I love those guys too but but Bentley just changes the the whole dynamic of the offense yeah I mean even just having him out there I think makes the defense worry you got it you got to count for him because he, he he's a monster carrying the ball and then he's athletic enough to get out and catch it too mm -hmm. and so like you said, you have to take into account it does put your defense in a lot of predicaments when he's on the field. And so, um, 
like I said, love love what we're getting out of Siggers and Levine currently. And then we got the young boy, too. I can't think of his name. He's a freshman. Epton. Yep, yep, yep. He's doing awesome. I love him when he's coming in the games. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely missing that, that, that RB1 for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the, the sum of the parts with Siggers – Bentley, or sorry, Siggers, Levine, Epton, and then some of Mordecai, I think is a good replace and a good enough replacement now mm-hmm. uh, for missing Bentley. You know, against uh, Cincinnati, that might be different. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I mean, hopefully, I just rest him. I mean, he's practicing still and trying to get it, get it out. We see in the last two games now. He's had, what, two plays, three plays? Two or game? three plays, and yep. he's out just he just can't do it so yep. there's there's something underlying that he just has to get over and it, i mean that's that's unfortunate because he had an injury last year that took him out too yep yep, so, yep. same thing um you know it's kind of the the, the christoph porzingis thing it's just the body's not doing what it, what, what, what you it, needed to do what you needed to do absolutely so i mentioned the arizona green bay finale last night mm-hmm. or the finish there was an interception in the end zone for rasul butler mm-hmm. ironic him intercepting an uh, uh i or pass excuse me in the end zone to end the game. As a DB in that position, you know that they're going to either do probably two plays. They're going to be the back shoulder mm-hmm. to where the, the receiver turns in. and Which is what it looked like Kyler was trying to throw. That's exactly what shoulder. he threw, yep. was the back shoulder. Or you're going to throw the fade into the end zone. How, how are you taught? The, from your playing days, how are you taught to defend that? Those two potential passes or just in general, how do you defend the receiver? Because the you always hear about, you know, armchair quarterbacks like myself saying, why don't you just watch the receiver's eyes or watch his body motion? I mean, everything's so bang, bang. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not possible to see and react that quickly mm-hmm. to what's happening. So in that instance, how are you as a DB – Anytime you're in the red zone, you are um, you're playing heavier on your heels, pretty much. And when I say that, you're you're not as as fast in that back pedal. You're not giving up as much ground. Mm-hmm. You're gonna give till you kind of get to that goal line. You want to let that receiver carry you into the end zone. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean you stop on that goal line. That's when you're gonna want to make contact with him. And then as he goes into the end zone, you rotate underneath that bottom hip and stay in between him and his quarterback. It looked like he was um, the corner was playing for that. Um, corner fade the corner fade mm-hmm. he was hard heavy on top trying to make sure that he couldn't get to that corner fade yep. to your question it's hard to really cover both yep. right if you're covering that corner fade it's going to be hard to take care of that back shoulder if you're trying to play him for the back shoulder it's going to be hard to, to take away that corner fade right and so um it looked like he was trying to take away that corner fade and clearly he's got his hands on the receiver so he can look through the receiver to the quarterback he's able to see Kyler let the ball go and then just lean out there and pick it up Okay, because that's but what's the next question is like, what are you actually watching? Because AJ Green looked like he was watching the video board. I don't know what the hell he was looking at. <laughs> Man, he was lost as a puppy. He went and turned around late, and, and he I mean, ball he, went behind his back. He had hands, palms up to the sky, like what I what I do, right? What what, what I miss? What, what happened was, <laughs> and. I mean, Rasul made a good uh, adjustment on he it. He made a great catch on that. Because he, ha- he had to one-hand it back to himself to catch it mm-hmm. and then get all 20 feet down. He made a great catch. Um, so I'm, as a DB, like, yeah, you just talked about seeing Kyler and making an adjustment on that play. But, I mean, what are you – like, you, you're you riding with the receiver. What are you watching, though? Are you watching his movements? Are you just feeling his movements? Or are you watching where the ball is being thrown? Well, your eyes, your eyes are going to be on the receiver, but – Internally, you have that clock, right? Mm-hmm. We're on the goal line. The ball's got to be coming out. 
I'm not sure what they did with that front seven, but clearly as a defender, if we're bringing heat, I'm thinking this ball has to be coming out fast. So either it's going to this back corner or it's going to that back shoulder, and I'm going to take a peek to see which one it is, mm-hmm. right? And so, as I said, he did have his hands on him. If he was cutting off that corner route or the corner fade, he did an awesome job of it. So once he uh, accomplished that, then he looked back to the ball. Mm -hmm. But generally, you want to have your eyes on your man until you get them in a position where you feel like you control what's what's going on. Yeah, uh, I mean, the pass that Kyler threw, it looked like it was – he read the DB as, as a high DB mm-hmm. and was not going to give him the opportunity to, to intercept or break up a uh, f- uh, fade in the, or yeah corner fade. Mm-hmm. And so he threw the back shoulder. And I think AJ was, just didn't know that was going to – either they didn't communicate or AJ forgot. I mean, AJ's been playing Some, for something a long was time. Going on. And it was a great ball by Kyler because if AJ runs the back shoulder, it, I think that's a, that's a win for Arizona. Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah, they walk it off. Yep. In, 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 in dramatic fashion and everything. Yep, especially with the uh, the corner being on top of him, too. He would have just got boxed out and it would have oh, been yeah. game over. Yeah, I mean, that's the quintessential Des play. Yep. You know, absolutely. I mean, uh, he was a physical beast. AJ did that same thing in, in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, he's not a, you know, a 6'5 Calvin Johnson type. Right. He's that 6'1, 6'2 receiver who uses his, his strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and superior, you know, his athleticism, athleticism, exactly Absolutely. to to make a play on it. And that was what I thought was going to happen when I saw that. And I don't know what he meant. I just it's a bad time to forget what you're doing. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh man, awesome man. Um, any any final thoughts as we wrap up? Because I mean, we don't want to go too long on the on no, the preview no. one. Um, like Maybe. I said, it, it'll it'll be a great litmus test. SMU's got to yep. come out. They got something to prove. Not to, you know, just some fans, I think, to themselves as well. You know, if, if, if we're the program where SMU is saying to themselves, if we're the program that we think we are, now's the time to go out and prove it. And I think a lot of the wins get discounted. Oh, well, this is a down team or these people have injuries or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't have that with Houston. So we go out there, they go out there, they play well, they get their win. Then I think a lot more, they'll, be, they'll start to be taken a lot more serious. And it'll be a great confidence booster for them as we mentioned, going into the meat of this season with Memphis and UCF and Cincinnati coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Uh, what I hope doesn't happen is obviously I don't want them to lose that being because basically everything they had worked for so far, it just kind of just goes kaput and you're just hoping that you can then stave off until you play Cincinnati and compete for that AAC championship. Whatever. Right. I mean, you still are in position to do so. What I don't hope happens is, they win, and then everybody discounts Houston. Yep. I think Houston's better than a lot of people will give them credit for. Agreed. I'm surprised they're not in the top 25 as well, if Ex- I'm being honest. Exactly. I mean, they're one of three undefeated AAC teams uh, right now. Right. Uh, or in within AAC play. And, I mean, it's, it's – they're not bad. I mean, they're, they're, they're I, I don't understand why – there's a reason why they – were invited outside of just being in a big market. But there was a reason why they, they've been a stable of not excellence, but a stable of better than most mm-hmm. for a long period of time now, Absolutely, uh, which is why they got invited to the big 12. Absolutely. Um, so I, I don't understand why there is talk of that. This isn't a good Houston team, but I also don't understand how SMU is not favored in this matchup either. Right. But we'll find out on Saturday, man. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Any parting shots? That's all I got. That's all you got. Again, BMAC929 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. Holla at us. That's right. Uh, believe in SMU at gmail.com if you want to email us uh, about 
anything uh, that we have talked about, correct us in any fashion. I'm sure I've said <laughs> something that will piss off Twitter Joe and Twitter Susan about something. And, you know, especially the SMU going to the Pac-12. I got haters going to hate. Not haters going to hate, but um, <laughs> the more correct person will be more correct and, and not live it down until you cower to their uh, to their to their you know, pinky ring. Absolutely. Uh, I'm at, uh, at I am speeders, um, on Twitter. You can also hit up, hit us up on the Hill topics, uh, SMU rivals on Twitter. Brian, man, I appreciate you forking over the 50 large. Absolutely. Well, not 50 large, but that'd be, <laughs> that'd be a hell. We, if we're doing 50 large, we're recording an album. We're, we're, we're in the wrong spot. <laughs> no, we're, no. We're, we're going to use the 50 large, but we're going to be recording an album and everything. <laughs> like double feature, multi-platin, everything. Just photo shoot. Scott Storch and everybody. <laughs> All right, guys. We appreciate your time. And uh, be on the lookout for the reaction to SMU in Houston uh, early next week. Maybe Absolutely. Sunday, hopefully. And uh, we'll talk to you then. That's it. Pony up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.